It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be absolutely amazing. I do want to share briefly something that I've been thinking about, and I actually had something happen today where I had an integrity choice to make. I'd like to briefly tell you a little bit about what happened. I was driving through my bank to get some cash, and when the carriage came back to me, I reached out to the dispenser for it, but I dropped it, and it landed on the ground and it rolled under my car. So I decided to pull forward because I didn't have room to open my car door and reach down for it. But while I was pulling forward, I ran over the carriage. So I had a choice. I could grab my money and my ID off the ground and drive away and pretend nothing happened because I was the only one there, or I could pick up the broken pieces and take it inside, which is exactly what I ended up doing. I explained what happened. They had extra carriages on hand and they thanked me for bringing it to their attention. These carriages cost $80 a piece, but the teller told me not to worry about it and that I would not be charged for it, which made me very happy. In fact, I was relieved. I believe that being honest really helped. I believe that being a loyal customer for almost 20 years helped. The bottom line is this. When you have a choice to do the right thing or the easy thing, the right thing is always the better choice. This may have not been the biggest test in the world, but it was definitely a test nonetheless, and I feel very good about the choice that I made. Being honest always works out better in the long run. So with this in mind, I would like to introduce my very special guest. And before I forget, let me tell you that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. Leave a review. That would mean a lot. My guest this week is Horace Reese, and he is the president and COO of Changing Lanes International. He is also a two-time national award-winning entrepreneur, a two-time national best-selling author, keynote speaker, and elite marketing consultant. He has helped Changing Lanes International become a six-figure business in less than a year. He was previously a growth hacker at VaynerMedia, building Gary Vaynerchuk's personal brand and ran paid media for the top 1% users on Facebook. The videos he has created have been shared with people that had over, have over 130,000 followers, has been in videos that collectively reached over a million and a half people, created videos that cumulatively received over 5 million views, and has produced nearly $100,000 in sales for products and services over the phone. He's been featured in the Young Entrepreneurs Podcast, College Startup, Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization, Live Out Loud, Experts Showcase, The Ambitious Life Magazine, The Life Leveraging Series, and many more. And today, he is on Success Profiles Radio. So here we are with Horace Race. Horace, how are you today? I'm doing absolutely phenomenal. Blessed to be alive. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I am so thankful that you're here. Thank you so much for dropping by. Thanks for having me. You bet. So the first thing I normally ask people is just to give us a sense for uh, your journey, your background, where you came from, the things that you had to overcome, and the lessons that you've learned along the way. And we'll spend the rest of the first segment talking about this. Yeah, sure. Um, so my very first time um, in this whole entrepreneur you know, world, I guess, um, was when I was little. You know, the cliche story, just selling things when you can in school and things like that. But 
um, my very first like big experience was when I when I was in college. I was in a group and you know I was just online looking for uh, groups to join and you know things to be a part of the community and the culture on campus. And I researched and I saw this collegiate entrepreneurs organization, and I was like, cool. Um, this is really nice, and I'm excited for it. It looks fun. Oh, and they have a trip to Chicago next week, so I can get out of school for free and go to Chicago for the week weekend. Who wouldn't take nice. that, right? Right. <laughs> um, so I signed up for that. You know, I mean, it cost me 25 bucks to like pay your dues, but you basically get to go on the trip for free, um, and that's what I did. So we just took an eight-hour bus ride um, from Omaha, Nebraska, which is where I currently live, to uh, Chicago, Illinois, and it was great. I get to the event and all these amazing, amazing speakers and, you know, guys sharing their stories and how they grew from business from, you know, zero to hundreds of million dollars. And I got inspired and, you know, just like most events, when you get inspired, you get motivated, you go back home and you get back into the day-to-day rut of things. And then you kind of forget about the motivation and what you learned and you just go on with normal life. So that's what I did. And I was just busy in school with all my, you know, classes. And this was my very first semester, so it was kind of hard. And I wasn't really sure what I was, you know, doing because it was a tougher semester. And I was sitting in between two classes, and I was a computer science major at the time. And I was sitting in between two classes. I had a 15-minute break. And towards the tail end of my very first class, um, I get an email from the same event I was just at in Chicago saying, hey, Kevin Harrington is going to speak next year. Um, as a keynote speaker in Chicago, and you know you can get you register and all that stuff early if you want. And I was like, I don't know what it was. It was just a feeling. While I'm sitting in class, all the teachers lecturing, <laughs> um, I, I just got this feeling that you know I should do something with him um, before this event because I don't know why. It was just kind of like a whisper. You know, you know what I'm talking about when I say whisper, like that gut feeling. Yes. Um, I wanted to bring him on stage or talk with him on stage at this event. And, you know, keep in mind, I had zero, like, actual sales experience. You know, you read my bio, and I had none of that back then. So I was like, you know, what's Kevin going to want to speak on stage uh, with a kid like me? But I'm going to figure it out, right? The key to entrepreneurship is just saying yes and figuring out how you're going to do something, right? So I was like, cool, yes. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to figure out how. So I, within, you know, sitting there in class, I just started Googling where Kevin Harrington is going to be. And this was a Wednesday. Kevin was going to be in San Diego on a on Saturday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be there. It's a free event. All I have to do is pay for my flight and hotel. Um, keep in mind, I you know, cliche again, but I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I was a first semester college student, so you know, you don't eat ramen noodles because they taste good. You eat them because that's what you have to do. Right. <laughs> um, so that's what I did, and I flew out, and you know, I got a really crappy hotel. It was twenty dollar a night hotel. Um, it was downtown. The location was perfect, but all it had was a bed, like literally no sink, no shower. Um, they had community showers, but they were absolutely gross. So I had to walk about a mile and a half down the road just to, you know, brush my teeth and shower, um, just to, you know, do your morning and routine. So I went down to the gym and just kind of showered, brushed my teeth, and went to this event. And I show up, and I, I was expecting a couple hundred people because I flew all the way across the country. Um, to go to this event and I was expecting hundreds of people and turns out there's six whole people in the whole audience wow. uh, for this free event. And I'm like six people there, there, something's wrong. And then, um, this lady comes on stage and her name was Laurel Langmire. And I know you've had her before on the show, Brian. So I know you're familiar yes. with her. Yes. Um, but she gets on the stage and she starts speaking and whatnot. And we go to the first break and I'm like, 
where's uh, Kevin Harrington? She's like, oh, well, he's not going to be able to come to this event. Um, he'll be at my next one. And I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started doing more research on Laurel. Um, little did I know she's actually from Nebraska. Uh, she grew up here, and she went to a college about 35 minutes away from where I am now. And she's known as a millionaire maker. She teaches entrepreneurs all about financial success and things like that. So I was like, okay, well, she could be a good, you know, role model and mentor, and I'm going to get around her. So now I have to figure out how am I going to stick out in a crowd of six people um, mm-hmm. to Laurel. So right. what I did was, you know, I shared my story with her. I was like, hey, Laurel, I flew all the way from Nebraska. Um, I always wanted to be honest, kind of like what you said in the very beginning. You always want to be honest. So I'm like, Laurel, I came here to see Kevin. Um, disappointed that he's not here, but I want to make the most of it, and I want to get to know you better. And Laurel um, says, great. I have something that I think would help you and Kevin will be at this next event. Uh, the event is 1500 bucks, um, and San Diego, same place next month. Uh, it's a three day event and I guarantee you make money there. I'm like, Oh shoot, 1500. And I, at the time I had a dorm rent that I had to pay 700 bucks for. Yeah. And I had like $300 in my bank account. And I was like, shoot, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you know what? I'm going to get creative and I'm going to tell her, you know what? Let me just put a deposit down and I just move some money around at home and I'll get you the money by the end of the month. <laughs> I yes. was like, in three weeks, I had to come up with, um, what, $1,200. I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put a deposit down of like 100 bucks, and she let me do it, thankfully. But I was just trying to come up with the money, going left and right, going to everyone and just trying to do something. And um, so they someone from Laura's office ended up calling me and asking me for the money. And I'm like, I'm trying give me some time guys. And I ended up getting a call just about two days before I, you know, contractually signed the document saying, Hey, I'm going to give you guys this money. And they said, you know what, Harsh, we're going to scholarship you. We can tell how hard you're trying to get it and how hard you're working. Um, you just have to cover your flight. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, that is we don't. Amazing. <laughs> All you have to do is show up sometimes, Brian. All you have to do yes. is show up and the universe will help you. Um, yes. The law of attraction happens. Uh, all you have to do is see it, believe it, and keep showing up all the time. So that's what I did, right? And nice. I showed up, and I was like, okay, cool. So now I'm scholarshiped, and all I have to do is get my flight out there. I can stay at the same hotel. I kind of know the routine. I can put the flight on a credit card. Let's do this. I'm guaranteed to make money, right? I fly out there. Kevin's still not there for the first two and a half days. And I was super nervous, but I was just trying to make the most of it and trying to make some money. Um, I didn't really have anything to sell. And I kept shoving product down people's throats, thinking they need stuff. And then the third day, something happened. Or I guess half of the third day, something happened. Someone said, you know what, Horace? Don't try to sell. Listen to what people need and come up with a product. And that's what I started doing. And people kept saying, if I could write a book, I could get on so many stages. And that's how my book program came to life. And now, you know, it's done a lot. We've helped a lot of people with it. So that's how my book program became and I started listening to people and I started making sales and I literally did not get a no and then from anybody so I just started making a ton of money there and then I get told that Kevin Harrington is going to be in so I went outside to prep myself to get ready to, to talk with Kevin and then um you know you get starstruck sometimes and this was my first you know he you know he was a former shark on Shark Tank and whatnot yes. so I uh I went to go talk to him and then um instead of saying like Hi, Kevin. My name's Horace. Nice to meet you. I said something along the lines of, Horace, nice to, how you doing? The Reese, like, have a good one, Kevin. <laughs> and I left. Yeah. Um, so completely botched it. But uh, thankfully, I kept serving the room and helping. And then um, 
one of Kevin's uncles who I didn't even know, um, said he's been watching me and he talked to Kevin for me and set up a private one-on-one. So that was just kind of what happened with me and Kevin and how I came about to basically how everything started for me. That is fantastic. And we are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Horace Reese, and we will talk about a lot of things during this hour. He is a a world-class entrepreneur, young guy, but a world-class entrepreneur. He's an author, and we will talk about how he had a chance to work with Gary Vaynerchuk. That'll be great, and we'll talk right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Horace Reese. And I would like to ask you about how you got to work with Gary Vaynerchuk at VaynerMedia because a lot of people that listen to this show know who he is. They've seen his videos on YouTube. He uh, definitely has his own style. He has his own brand, and he has his own message, which is extremely unique. How did you get to work with him? Yeah, actually, that's a crazy story. (laughs) Um, I initially uh, got into Digital Marketer. Are you familiar with Digital Marketer at all with Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher? Yes. Yeah, so I went to Traffic and Conversion. It's a really good digital marketing summit. Um, and as you know, Brian, there's thousands of people that attend. I think there was two or three thousand like VIP tickets, um, and I was one of the VIPs at their you know event. And it was great. And I you know I bought the tickets before I even knew who all the speakers were. As soon as they announced it, I'm like, I need to buy these tickets. I need to go. 
Um, yes. So I bought the ticket. Uh, it was relatively inexpensive. And then I bought uh, VIPs because I'm like, I want to sit front row. And the cool thing is like with VIP um, than regular tickets, you get to sit closer, obviously, but you also get to t- get a table. And I take a lot of notes. I'm yes. like, awesome. I get a table. <laughs> it's worth it. So then I did that. And um, I get an email about four or five weeks prior to the event saying Gary Vaynerchuk is going to come speak. And at this time, I was pretty like indulged in all of his content. I watched all the Ask Gary V shows. Daily View was just getting fired up, and you know, I in- immersed myself in all of his content, which is great because he tells you how entrepreneurship really is. He doesn't flaunt it. He doesn't show you all of his cars, his houses, or any of that. He he's straight. Like this is work. It's hustle. You know. Right. So I, you know, as a lot of people probably do, I resonated with it, and I was really excited. But then I'm like, okay, cool. Unlike the event in San Diego with Laurel and Kevin with a room of six people, now I have to stand out with a room full of five or 6,000 people. <laughs> right. How do I do that? So I was watching the Ask Gary Vee show, just kind of being open-minded and thinking. And he talks, he says, you know, it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard or Schmarvard, an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, you know what? I want that to be a t-shirt. So then he called a t-shirt guy, you know, while he's still on the show. And he's like, we need to make this a t-shirt. I want a Schmarvard t-shirt now. And I'm like, hmm. okay, well, this is about two weeks away from the event. What if I get a Schmarvard shirt? Um, not for the shirt itself, but to stand out to Gary. And then I need a colorful like color so I can stand out as well. Because when you're on stage, you can see the first two rows and black doesn't really stand out. So I'm like, exactly. okay, I need I need something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a blue Schmarvard shirt. Because it's still, it's not so bright um, that it's kind of obnoxious at an event, but it's also not like too dull so someone from stage can notice you. So I was like, okay, cool. What I'm going to do is I'm going to email Gary. And I found his email on one of his shows. And I'm going to email him and tell him, hey, Gary, I'm going to sit front and center at your event. I'll be in a blue Schmarvert shirt. Um, be on the lookout for me. <laughs> and I sent him that email uh, for three weeks constantly or two and a half weeks constantly every single day saying, look out for me, blue Schmarvert shirt in the middle um, right in front of the stage. And by the way, I had no idea how the room was set up. I had no idea about anything. I, would, I just told him I'm going to be right in front where you're going to be uh, in yeah. a blue Schmarvert shirt. You won't be able to miss me. The likelihood of someone else being front row in a blue Schmarvert shirt is really unlikely. Yeah. So I kept emailing him, no responses, nothing. And uh, Gary, you know, I'm staying at the same hotel with, uh, you know, just the bed and all that stuff. So there wasn't really much to hang out and do at the hotel. So I was like, okay, the night before, I'm just thinking, how do I stand out? How do I stand out? I'm like, well, what if I just, you know, I have to get front and center because I told Gary I'm going to get there. But there's thousands, literally four or 5,000 people that I have to stand out. How am I going to beat all of them and get front and center? So I ended up going to the event super early the event starts at 9 a.m at networking at like 8 8 30 and i showed up at 3 a.m and i'm like i walk in i had a backpack blue schmarvard shirt and jeans right nothing out of the ordinary no passes or anything like that i just showed up and they were still setting up the event and they're like sir you can't go in yet the event doesn't start till nine and i'm like what are you talking about i work here and they're like you work here yeah i'm part of the like the uh, event team Really? I'm like, yeah, why else would I be here at 3 o'clock in the morning? What are you nuts? Right. <laughs> and they basically were like, yeah, that's actually a really good point. You wouldn't be here. Yeah, go ahead. Do whatever you need to do. <laughs> so they unlocked nice. those. I got into the room, and I just went backpack down. Now I had to pretend for a couple of hours that I actually was doing something, so I just kind of played with some cables. I didn't, like, unplug anything. I just, you know, oh filled with them. <laughs> got on stage, took some photos, made sure, you know, I just walked around kept saying hi to everyone, good morning. Um, I don't drink coffee, but I went and got a coffee cup and just walked around with water in the coffee cup. Just made me, I think it was a good way to eat up, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then um, 
I'm thinking, okay, now I got to go outside. It was right around eight o'clock. I'm like, I got to go outside, start networking with people. Um, but I don't want anyone to take my chair because I put my backpack down on the chair that I wanted. But I'm like, I can't have someone just take my backpack off, put it on the ground, and sit where I, you know, want to sit. Right. So I took out, you know, I had my laptop, a notebook, a couple pens. So I took out, you know, at least ten different things and just laid it out on the table. <laughs> and that way, if someone wants to move my stuff, it's going to take a good minute or two to move my stuff. Or they'll just sit next to where all the stuff is, which is what I would think someone would do, right? Right. Um, so I went out and started networking, and 9 o'clock rolls around, and people are just lined up at the doors, and they open it, and people are literally sprinting in to get spots. And there I am just casually walking in with my coffee cup full of water. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just stroll in, and thankfully my spot was still there. I sat in the middle, and yeah, that's how I kind of got in front and center. And, um, yeah, and then, like, it was 9 o'clock in the morning. They do a bunch of talks, and Gary came on at 6, 6.30. And Gary gets on stage, does his thing. As he's walking on stage, he's like, Blue Schmarbert, I see you. Nice. I'm like, nice. Sadly, I was trying to, like, record Gary getting on stage, so I actually didn't, like, look at him when he said Schmarbert, nice. <laughs> um, I was just trying to record him walking out on my phone, but it, my phone wasn't corresponding, so... Yeah, so Gary gets on stage, does his thing, and then, um, as you know, traffic conversion, it's a big event, and you don't really get to network with the speakers too much, so once they get off stage, they go to the green room, then they go around the back, and they're gone. So I was like, okay, now I stuck out, and he mentioned me, and he, <laughs> you know, he's seen my emails, so I'm like, now i got to get to him somehow before he goes to the green room. I'm like, what am I going to do now? And as he's talking, and I'm, you know, listening to the story, um, I couldn't think of anything, so he says, thank you, everyone, for your time. I hope you have a good day. And as soon as he's walking off stage, Ryan Dice, you know, is giving him a handshake. I'm like, now's my moment. <laughs> so I get up out of my chair and I go to the corner right by the stairs. And I'm like, hey, Gary, I'm free over the summer. I'd love to work with you. And he's, he just looks at me. He's like, cool, man. Send me an email with what you can do. And I'm on the road for the next two hours. And um, let's see what we can do. And Ryan looked at me like I was nuts because he's like, who's this kid? Like, how, why is he running up on <laughs> stage, basically, yes. um, to get to talk to Gary? Um, then then everyone else kind of just to start taking some selfies and Gary was fine with it. Ryan was fine with it. So it was, you know, it all ended well. Um, so yeah. And then I sent him an email and within minutes he connected me to, uh, the head of Gary's team, Andy and Andy's an absolutely amazing human being. And the interview was very, um, it was very different where he says, you know, Horace, you know, what do you currently do? I was like, uh, digital mark. And he interrupts me. As soon as I said, like, half of marketing interrupts me, he's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, do you go to school right now? I was like, yeah, the University of, oh, okay, great. Um, you got a place to stay in New York? I'm like, I can figure it out, man. He's like, cool. Um, your start date is May whatever. <laughs> nice. I'm like, that's it? He's like, that's it? Do you have any questions? I'm like, I guess not. I'll see you in May. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so then I hung up the phone, and you do what you got to do, and you say yes, and you figure out how. So then I got to figure out how to get there, where am I taking, a place to stay, and, you know, all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of how really, I got to Gary. That's great. So you got to work for him. What what were maybe one of the one or two greatest lessons that you learned from him while you were working with him? Doing the right thing is always the right thing. Um, yes. Now, with Gary's team, everyone is so amazing at what they do. Extremely amazing. I think I'm knowledgeable in a lot of different areas, but I don't necessarily excel in just one thing alone, right? where they all excel on almost everything. And, I mean, absolute rock stars. Um, from David Rock to Tyler Schmidt to Andy. Like, everyone is just amazing at what they do. And it's always good to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, but this is a different level, right? 
and it was really hard to stick out, but I had a gut feeling that I should do something, and I did, and, you know, always do the right thing, and everyone knows what the right thing is. Um, the second thing is just do you, like, be your own person. Um, a lot of people try to just get interviews with all these amazing entrepreneurs, which is great, but then they don't do anything. Um, they talk about hustle. They're on Snapchat talking about hustle. They're doing Facebook Lives talking about the hustle when the hustle is just them talking to a camera. Um, and I realized that's not it, right? If I want right. to work with Hulk Hogan or Fat Joe, I'm going to do so many amazing things that they're going to hear about me and they're going to call me versus me trying to reach out to them. Um, another good lesson is don't sell the unsellable. And I really learned that one where if I know someone can use my product or service and they, you know, they're not responding to a couple of emails or a couple of texts or just ignoring it. Okay, cool. Move on. Don't sell the yeah. unsellable. That's amazing. Those are really good lessons. Absolutely. We've got about three minutes or so to our next break. So let's uh, change channels here and talk about changing lanes international. You uh, became the COO of, of, of that organization. How did that happen? Yeah, it was actually at an event. Um, are you familiar with Greg Reed and Secret Knock? Absolutely. Yeah, sure you are. So, yeah, I went out to an event by Secret uh, by Secret Knock by Greg um, at a Laurel event. Everyone kept talking about Secret Knock, so I just reached out to Greg and said, hey, I'd be honored if I could come to your event, but there are zero details about it anywhere. <laughs> I get some info. Um, so he's like, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, just come to my event. This is the date. And I was like, who are the speakers? He's like, nobody will know. Until, like, you're there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, do I go to this? Do I not go to this? And I'm like, well, just go. You know, that's amazing reviews. Everyone keeps talking about it, so I'll go. And then um, I was at the event. Absolutely amazing. I got to meet the founder of the Credit Card Magnetics trip, Ron Klein, who's a really good friend of mine to this day. Um, and just amazing, amazing people. The founder of Make-A-Wish. So I was like, oh, awesome. And they sit, like, right next to you. It's not like a green room. Yeah. And they, get out of the, they, they literally sit next to you the whole time. They've all been on my show, by the way. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, you have amazing people everywhere. And then this guy gets on stage in, like, a race suit, and he starts talking. And, you know, Secret Knock isn't a huge event, so, like, it's easy to get to everybody. So once Link gets off stage, um, you know, he was wearing a race suit and all this stuff. He gets off stage, and I'm like, I'm going to go talk to him. Um, you never know where things can go. Just go talk and meet him. And he started talking about this book thing, and I was like, cool, let's just jump on a phone next week, and let's figure it out. And he offered me a spot to be in a collaborative book called Kairos. Um, I did it. And from there, we basically, he's like, I need help with this and that. So I helped him with that. And he's like, man, you're really good at this. And he ended up, you know, letting me become the president of the company. Uh, long story short. Yeah, fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest is Horace Reese. We talked about how he's met Laurel Langmire, Kevin Harrington, and Gary Vaynerchuk, all giants in their industries. And... I think the theme that we can draw from it is that he was very persistent in meeting all of these people because uh, there were roadblocks along the way. And if you were listening to the whole show so far, you know that there were roadblocks and, and he found a way. He, you just say yes and then you figure it out later and that's the hallmark of an excellent entrepreneur. So we'll come back right after this break and we'll discuss more with my very special guest, Horace Reese. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Horace Reese, and we're discussing his journey as an entrepreneur. You are a branding expert, and I know that you have done some work branding and getting sponsorships for MMA fighters. And so I would love to know about your work about that. Are you working with people who are basically unrepresented in a promotion? Not at all. Not at all? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I can kind of give you the backstory on the MMA world and how I got into it. Yes. And then um, kind of shoot some questions if you have any. But, like, basically, I was at one of Laurel's events. It was in Orlando. And I just wanted to take a bus. So I took the mega bus down to Miami just to see Miami, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to see Miami. It was great. Um, but my bus went back to Orlando at 6 a.m. And I need to be at the event at a certain time. So I can't miss that bus. So I wanted to leave at, like, I believe it was, like, 3, 3.30 because it, it was, like, a 40-minute walk. And I don't know why, but I couldn't use Uber at the time. So I actually had to walk. And the guy at the front desk says, you know, why take this long way when you can just walk through the park and you'll get there in 30 minutes or whatever. I was like, okay, I'll just do that. Um, So I was going through this park and, um, you know, I got my backpack, my glasses, like a coat on my arm. And then like, um, you know, I was carrying my luggage and the guy, like, as we're walking passing each other, he turns around and starts walking backwards, but he's looking at me. So I did the same Mm. thing. So I just don't want him to like, you know, jump out of nowhere and me not seeing anything. So right. I started walking backwards too, and then we're both like eyeing each other, and then he starts walking towards me. I keep walking backwards, um, and then he starts running towards me, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, it's super dark in this you know, uh, park, um, but not even like, I want to say like 500 feet. I can get to some light and put my stuff down and you know get ready for what's about to happen. So I run out there and he thinks he's chasing me because I'm running, but I was really just chasing to get out into some light because you never know if someone's carrying like a knife or a gun and you can't really see it in the dark where in the light right. you can see a lot more. Um, so I did that and I stayed aware and I, you know, took off my glasses, my backpack, put them all on the ground, put my fist up. And I was like, all right, man, <laughs> let's throw down. I mean, I've been in a couple of fights in high school and middle school, but like never like a street attack. So I'm trying to take my stuff. Um, so I was like, all right, man, 
Like, if we're going to do it, let's go. I'll go down fighting, I guess. And the guy, like, stopped. He looked, like, stunned, and he changed his mind and turned around and left. And I was like, ooh, um, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, but now I need to actually, what if, what if this would have happened? And what if he just took all my stuff? And, you know, not even that. What if he just, like, made me really injured? And, you know, yeah. what if? So I'm like, right. I need to learn how to defend myself. So then I got home and to Omaha, Nebraska, and me and my friend were watching one of the UFC shows. I distinctly remember it was uh, Brock Lesnar and Frank Muir, and I'm like, yeah. all right, man, we need to – what do you say to just go trying this out? Who knows? Just give it a shot. You know, I always liked Rocky and all this other stuff, and I always thought I was a fighter, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And we both decided to go try it. Um, it was a Sunday afternoon. I just walked right in the gym because no one would answer an email or pick up the phone. Um, so I text my buddy. I'm like, Hey, I'm on my way to the gym. Where are you at? He's like, Oh man, I think I'm going to skip. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go in and, um, this guy with big old cauliflower ears, that's pretty jacked is like, gonna help you. I'm like, um, can I just, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm wanting to get started. Well, how does, you know, I don't, I don't really know the process. How does that look? And he's like, come in tomorrow. Okay, that's it. He's like, yeah, that's it. So I come in, and my very first day was sparring. He's one of my very best friends now, and one of my best coaches that I've ever had in my life. But uh, he used to be the number twenty-two light heavyweight in the world. His name was Marcus Sersa. My very first day was sparring him, <laughs> and he's a great coach, but he didn't necessarily go easy on me. I couldn't close my jaw for about two weeks, and I couldn't eat anything that was hard to eat. And then um, about a week after that happened, I went and trained in California with Chris Lieben, who hit me as hard as I've ever been hit to, like, the gut and the liver. And yeah. I thought I broke a rib. But I'm like, okay, if this is, like, Chris Lieben, a UFC Hall of Famer and the number 22 light heavyweight in the world, I mean, they didn't, like, they could easily put me out. But, like, I'm not going to get that hard um, right. by anyone at my level, at my age. Uh, this was the elite of the elite. I can do this, right? Where most people in life and business – um, or in training, when you get hit, you have two options, right? You can either get up and go forward and try and fight, or you can just stay down and say, you beat me, right? Or you can tap out, right? Mm-hmm. What I did is I got up and I'm like, let's do it. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, so I kept with it, stayed with it day in, day out, and been training for about two and a half years now. And it's been an absolute you know, journey. I'm blessed. I've been able to compete in jiu-jitsu. I want to compete in Muay Thai this year. I would love an MMA fight. Um but yeah, so I kind of got started in that, and then um, that's just kind of how my MMA journey started. Mm-hmm. Great, and I've been able so, to travel the world with it. Yeah. So, how is it that you have been able to partner up with some of these guys and help them get sponsorships? Yeah. So one thing just kind of led to another, but just going around to different fight camps and seeing the fighter lifestyle and all this other stuff, I'm just like, man, this can't be it, right? Um, you you got to keep seeking more, and you got to find you got to get creative in these situations. Fighters don't get paid a lot of money and you have to put everything into it. Like you got to, you know, put a hold on your family. You can't eat what you want, drink what you want. You're in the gym constantly. And if you get injured, then you're, you know, done. You can't compete and you can't make money. It's just a really hard sport. And I'm like, there's got to be a way to help these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really have an answer for it immediately, but while I was with Gary in New York, he launched a thing called Vayner sports. It was basically a football agency, um, you know, that's an agent to football players. Eileen talked briefly about basketball being the next sport because they're connected in that world. I'm like, well, I'm just sitting there while he's announcing this on Facebook Live, and I'm sitting right outside the office. And I'm like, MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world. Yes. 
and we can help these guys. I'm like, I need to pitch Gary on why MMA should be the next sport and why I can be the guy that can represent this, right? So I talked to Gary, and I got a 10-minute meeting with him, which is unheard of because most people, like, get five, which is a lot in Gary's world because everybody wants five minutes. So I got 10 minutes with Gary to pitch, basically, uh, the Vayner Sports, like, MMA aspect, um, and he liked the idea and whatnot. So, yeah, we're launching – we're not technically launching it yet, but I'm kind of doing my own thing right now until, like, football and basketball is over, and then we'll pick up the talk again about MMA. But, uh, yeah, so basically what we're doing is – if you're a football player, Brian, let's say you play football and I'm the agent, if you break your ankle, what happens with our relationship? We're basically done, right? Like you do your own thing now and I'll go find another football player, right? Right. Where in Gary's world with Vayner Sports, football and basketball at least, like if I want oh, I don't want you to break your ankle, but if you break your ankle, I'm gonna take care of you. I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna set you up so you have other avenues and all this other stuff, right? So that really hit home with me. I'm like, yeah. I want to do this for fighters. So then I just started reaching out and started getting connections with all these camps. And now I do a lot of work with Conor McGregor's camp, uh, with John Kavanaugh, who's blessed me with the opportunity to do a lot of work with his fighters and make videos and get some of his fighters to the UFC. And now, you know, I do some work with Black House and all this other stuff. So I'm just like extremely grateful. Plus our, like my personal gym that I go to, um, we're doing a lot of exciting things. So I'm, I'm really excited about what I get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to help these fighters. I mean, just the other day I was out and the fighter's like, Horace, I see all this stuff. I'm fighting full-time. I got a, a little kid's mouth to feed. Uh, and this is my full-time job, man. Like, I need help. <laughs> I'm like, all right, brother, let me let me help you then, right? But yeah. I didn't get put in that position without training. Like, I've been a corner in the UFC. I have corner guys. And I've traveled the world with these guys. So, like, I've been through all of these camps. I've cut weight with them. I've blood, <laughs> bled with them. I've, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. All that stuff is true, uh, you know. I've gone through the process multiple, multiple times. So I kind of know, you know, I know how the sport goes. It's not just some random guy coming in saying, Oh, I hope you guys market like I'm in the world. Right. That really helps a lot, a lot. So you basically help these guys sustain themselves while they're training. Not even while they're training. Like, let's just say they want to, they want to be, you know, they want a career, but they want something after too. So we help them with after their career, what to do and how to manage their money while they're fighting um, how to get out there more, how to get more sponsors, how to get to the UFC, um, just a lot of different things, right? Yeah. That's really great because I think a lot of athletes, when their careers are done, they're just left on their own. And it's nice that uh, what you do helps them establish themselves afterwards and helps them get on the right feet. Because I think, especially with athletes, when their careers are over, when they're you know, 30, 35, or even 40, if they're lucky, they still have over half of their life left to lead. And to help them uh, get a leg up or a hand up uh, is just absolutely amazing. I love that. So let me uh, change channels here. Uh, A lot of your work involves social media marketing. How Mm -hmm. does one become really good at that? Because I think a lot of people uh, proclaim to be good at it. Uh, Some people get results and a lot of people try things and fail and then give up. So how does one become really good at social media marketing? Yeah, I don't even think it's just social media marketing. It's just how does one get good at anything, right? I mean, I didn't know how to do video marketing. And now some of my videos, what you say, like my bio, 5 million views. Like, I didn't know how to do any of that. (laughs) Right. I mean, I didn't know how to fight. I didn't even know what a one-two was. And now, you know, I'm competing. So it's like one of those things where 
it's just the curiosity overload and you got to keep seeking more. You always seek more um, when you're doing stuff. And let's just say your goal is to build a fan page of 100 people. Cool, you got 100, get to 200. You got 200, cool, now get 2,000. Always seek more. Never settle with what you just have. Um, never get somewhere and just be complacent with it. I think life's goal is to make a goal, hit it, repeat. You know, you're constantly yeah. setting goals. And I don't personally set like, you're told to set five-year goals, 10-year goals. Like, I can't even tell you what I'm doing in three months. <laughs> right. So, like, I mean, it, it, I set terms and I see visions. I don't know how necessarily long they're going to take. Changing Lanes International, I had a vision that I'm going to help Lane build the company to a six-figure company. How am I going to do that? I reverse engineered it, right? Yeah. And now our goal is seven figures. How long is that going to take? I'm not sure. I'm reverse engineering and I'm doing it, right? Mm -hmm. um, too many people just set these goals and, like, five years, I'm going to have a $10 million company cool what does that look like in the first year do you have a proof of concept you know not even just like social media hey i'm gonna build a fan page like gary v's and i'm gonna have 1.5 million like do you understand how much like content and work goes into that and you'd have to set goals like create a content calendar put content out there make sure you're not just talking to a camera make sure you're giving actual practical tactical advice yeah um but you got to keep pushing the envelope. You got to keep going at all times. You conquer one thing, you move on to the next. Um, one thing I believe in big is you, you basically go around in circles and up. You know, you got to go from one tier to the next tier to the next tier. It's always up. There's no end. Um, you've probably heard this a million times, but it's more about the journey than the like end goal. End goal, I don't know what I want. I have four or five things that I want to accomplish in my life. And once those things happen, I'm happy. Um, I want to retire my parents is one thing. I want to buy them, you know, my mom, a Jeep, my dad, a sports car. I want to, you know, take care of my niece and nephew and my family. Once yeah. those things happen, and I also want to build an entrepreneurship center back home in Bosnia. Once those things happen, you know, I still love what I'm doing. Um, but those are like my lifelong goals um, that I'm striving towards, right? Absolutely. And one mentality you need to have is you need to work like you're, you know, work and hustle like you're always broke. Gary has 1.5 million likes. He can say, cool, I'm good here. <laughs> Right. I have yeah. I've, I've built a big brand now. I'm good. I can just take, you know, put my feet up and relax and just wait for the speaking engagements to come in. I can be an investor. I'm good. Um, but he works like he's that broke college, you know, the broke 14 year old kid working at his dad's wine store. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we are coming up against our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. My special guest is Horace Reese, and uh, we've talked about his connections with Gary Vaynerchuk and what makes him tick and how he has built his career helping MMA fighters with branding and sponsorships and helping them after their careers. It's really great stuff. We'll come right back for our final segment after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. 
live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids. His dogs love it, too. Last night, I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's the word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's the word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Horace Reese, uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire and uh, branding expert. And he's worked with some of the top people in their industries. And one of the things that you've done is you've created a best-selling book not once but twice. What goes into creating a best-selling book? A lot. <laughs> of course. Um, it's all about – it's just a marketing campaign, right? Um, it ta- Just like anything else, it takes time to prep uh, before we launch a bestseller uh, Changing Nuggets International, that is, before we launch a best-selling book, it, we take about three or four months of prep, right? We we prep our social media. We prep all the people in the book. Um, it has to be great content, first and foremost. If you don't create a good book, people aren't going to resonate with it. Uh, people aren't going to want to buy it. So making sure the message is key and you have a great story. Um, but the other than that, it's just a marketing campaign where you, know, you need a marketing push and you, you need to get a lot of people to buy. And once they buy, you better be certain that that's a great piece of content for them yeah absolutely that's great and you've done this twice now right yeah i have three books and two bestsellers awesome great so when when people doubt you how do you respond (laughs) good (laughs) um at this point i don't even think about them anymore there's one photo that just popped into my mind right now where um it's michael phelps swimming against somebody else during the olympics Yep. Um, but it's basically Michael Phelps looking at the finish line and his opponent looking at him. And it says winners focus on winning while losers focus on winners. Yep. So while people doubt me, that's fine. I have my goals that I want to hit. You keep focusing on what I'm doing and keep focusing on where I'm going and keep focusing on things that I'm doing while I keep focusing on making sure I get to my goals and making sure I do what I want to do. Um, yeah. and just putting in the work. You know, People want what Tony Robbins has or people want what Gary Vee has, but they aren't willing to put in that work. Um, or me, I know I'm putting in the work every single day. Yeah. So doubters can doubt, haters can hate, and I'm still going to do Horace. That's right. That's right. What are your non-negotiables in life? What things do you absolutely refuse to put up with? Yeah, negativity, um, first and foremost, right? State of mind is everything, right? If something happens to us, we, it, we respond to it by, you know, what state of mind we're in. If we're around a bunch of negative people, whatever happens, we respond to it terribly, right? Yeah. Um, just the other day. So this has been my first full year. 2016 was my first full year of being like an entrepreneur without a job at all. Um, so I got hit pretty hard with taxes, right? Right. Um, and learning how to do all the taxes and setting up a company and all this other stuff. I didn't know that, but like 
I have a big bill that I have to pay, you know, for taxes. And if I was in a negative state of mind, surrounded by negative people, that conversation would have been like, oh, I'm so pissed. I'm so mad and angry at all this other stuff because, like, now I have to pay all these taxes. Or now I'm, you know, I'm around a bunch of positive people that, you know, mentor me the right way. And I'm like, you know, this is a good thing. I'm so thankful for all the people I got to help. I'm so thankful that I'm healthy and I'm thankful that I'm up today. And I'm always grateful. And, you know, I'm blessed that I'm able to pay this. So that's yeah. one way to do it. And, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people, I believe in my mentors a lot. So if I'm doing something wrong, I believe that they'll mentor me the right way. So surrounding yourself with the right people is big on me, you know, is huge for me as well. And then just people that are go-getters that are doing something, you know, show me your five friends, I'll show you your future. Like, I just need people that want to do stuff, want to do amazing results, you know, things like that. that yeah. That excites me. Yeah, those are very, very important things, absolutely for sure. How important is gratitude to your overall success? Every single day, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all the little things. I got three pillows I get to sleep on. I get to pick which pillow I want to sleep on. You know, when I was young, people take the bathroom in their house or apartment for granted. I had to go outside. It was like a porta potty just to go to the bathroom uh, yeah. back in Bosnia. Um, we had our shower in the living room, at least my uncle did. Mm. And like, I have a completely separate room with a bathroom and a shower in it. I'm grateful. I get three pillows. I'm grateful. Every little thing in life, I'm so grateful for. Sunglasses, I'm so grateful for them. I mean, all the little things. Now, granted, now I'm doing a little bit better in life and I get, you know, some cooler things in life, but I'm still grateful for every single thing, you know? Now I get to stay in like all these cool, like multi million dollar estates or whatever when I travel. Like, great. I'm excited, but I'm still grateful for every little thing I do have in life. Absolutely. The importance of having a singular focus and not allowing distractions to rule your day. Yeah, definitely. Um, having a singular focus is important. Um, my focus is always on one thing. It's providing more to others than, you know, it's always providing more to others than I'm getting from them. I believe yeah. in 4951. I'm always giving more than taking. Um, yeah. I think that's very important. And that's how I've built, you know, this Changing Lanes company. That's how I'm building the MMA company. That's how I'm building everything I'm doing is always giving more than taking. I believe that's very, very important because that's the groundwork to everything, right? You'll have everything yeah. you want in your life as long as you help enough other people get what they want in their life. Right. And it's very true. Um, so having that singular focus is always important, but my singular focus has always been no matter what I'm doing, no matter what it was, give more than take. Even when I used to work at Walmart, no matter where you are in life, you can always give more than you take. When I used to work at Walmart, I always gave more than I took. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about some of your influential uh, mentors. We've talked about uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and Kevin Harrington and Laura Langmire. Does, is there anybody else that you'd like to give credit to uh, in terms of how your journey has been shaped? Absolutely. This answer, we talked about a little bit during break, Brian, but this answer will always stay the same for me, no matter, you know, I've been blessed and I'm grateful to get on all these shows, but this answer will never, ever change. I'm more than my biggest role models and I'm more than thankful to my parents. They are my yeah. biggest role models. Um, I love them the most. Um, they mean the most to me. Gary's cool. Tony Robbins, all these other people are great and they have their place, but no one will have their place like my parents. Um, the sacrifices they took to get us to America um, just leaving everyone and everything you ever know to go to a country where you don't know the language, you don't know anyone, um, but you know you'll figure it out, right? And they came mm -hmm. here for me and my sister to become successful. So 
um, they're my biggest role models. Uh, without them, I don't know what I could do or where I would be. And they constantly push me and drive me to do better, bigger and better wow. things. That's great. Would you say that coming to the United States from Bosnia and not knowing the language is probably the scariest thing you've ever done? I was seven at the time, so I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sure for them it was. Uh, yeah. For me, it was just me and my sister. We're like, okay, we're moving. I didn't really know what that meant. I was seven. Um, but we just learned. We picked up a dictionary, and we started learning the English language with a dictionary, right? Really? Common That's phrases. Awesome. Yep. That's how we learned. That's actually how we finished. ended up learning. Like We learned it in about a year or so. Um, full immersion, right? You're in a country where no one speaks Bosnian. <laughs> right. Um, so full immersion. So just started learning from a dictionary. Like my English teacher spoke English to me and I'm like, this doesn't work lady. Like it, I need Bosnian or I need some translation too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so school didn't really help, but, uh, yeah, just me and my sister, my sister is super smart. Um, so she was able to learn language a lot faster and that helped me, which I'm a slow starter. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I can certainly understand that. Uh, what do you think is your superpower? My superpower? Yep. Oh, that's a good one. Um, define superpower. Uh, what do you think is absolutely unique and special about you that no one else has? I wouldn't say nobody else has it, but my genuine interest in everyone else's best interest before mine, I think it's very hard to put someone else's interest before yours. Let's say you have rent due and you're looking out for somebody else, but you have that rent to pay. I will never mm-hmm. pick you know, someone else's best interest over mine. Um, and I think that's really, really hard to do. And yeah. always doing the right thing and always being honest and transparent is very hard. Um, yeah. Because sometimes it, it would be easier just to not be so transparent and just um, do the easier, nicer thing. But sometimes, you know, you have to you have to keep everyone's best interest in mind, um, excluding your own, and just making sure you're honest and transparent at all times. Yeah. What's your favorite book? My favorite book? Yep. I really, really like Greg Reed's Three Feet from Gold book. One I of really my favorites, do. too. Yeah. Um, by far one of my favorites. Um, I wouldn't even put my books in any of these categories, but obviously Gary's books, um, Greg's books, and I also like Barbara Corcoran's book. So yeah. those books are huge for me. Um, three feet from gold by far. Yeah, that is great. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Um, before I used to stress a lot more than I do now. <laughs> uh-huh. Um so don't stress about it. Um, enjoy the journey. Everything happens for a reason. You can always connect the dots looking back, but you can never connect the dots looking forward. Um, enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Uh, take a deep breath. Um, have fun. And everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. Okay. All right. And big goals for your future. What's next for you? Big goals. I want to... <laughs> build changing lanes into a seven-figure company i want to build this mma company to be the biggest thing out there i want to help at least 300 fighters in the next year year and a half um i want to help i don't know if i can talk about it yet but i want to help a lot of different gyms go from flat broke gym to you know an extremely successful mma gym to help move martial arts and move the sport into being one of the you know globally recognized sports not just the ufc as a promotion but mma as a sport i know what mma has done for me in my life i know you had rich franklin on the other 
you know, uh, several weeks ago. MMA absolutely has changed my life. I'm 100% sure. I've never met Rich Franklin, but if I asked him this one question, has, you know, mixed martial arts changed your life in any way? He'll say yes, it has, yeah. and it's made my life better. Um, yeah. Just getting more people to get into it. Um, it's not all the, you know, stereotypical macho dudes, you know, just throwing down. Um, it teaches you about life, and it teaches yeah. you how far you will dig down deep to yeah. keep going. I mean, in practice, when you're getting beat up, you can, you know, like I said before, you can either give up and go home or you can keep going and put your head down and throw some punches back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The question I usually ask at the end is who inspires and motivates you? I think you probably have answered that question when you said your parents were your big role models. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, any, uh, as we wind down, we've got less than two minutes to the end. Any final words of wisdom for us? Words of wisdom. Um, don't always look at the biggest picture possible. Um, reverse engineer as much as you can. Uh, Lewis Howe's first vision was just to pay rent, right? It's just he wants to have the feeling of being an adult. He wasn't looking a year or two down the road saying, like, oh, I want to build you know, this huge audience and interview some of the most successful people in the world. Um, his very first vision was pay rent. So, you, you know, when you're not where you want to be, don't set such yeah. high goals. You can okay. do almost anything you want in life. It's all about Great. state of mind. Surround yourself with amazing people. Great. And how can we find you? we got less than 30 seconds to the end. Uh, Facebook, Horace Reese. You can email me at my personal email, Reese at gmail.com, um, or Snapchat me. I'm at the Bosnian Bean. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Thank you so much, Horace Reese, for being our very special guest this week. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview highly successful people and learn their journey and what they overcame and what the lessons we can learn from that. Until next week, have a great one, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how